Shh. Are the kids gone? Good. It's time for Telling Lies to Children with me, your host, Paul Durham. This is a first-of-its-kind podcast, one hosted by a children's author, that's me again, but intended for adults who live and breathe children's literature. That's you. Whether you're a librarian, a media specialist, a teacher, or a parent, we all work with children every day. But sometimes, it's nice to talk like adults with adults who share our love of children's books and publishing. I'll be chatting with editors at the world's biggest publishing houses, literary agents, award-winning authors, booksellers, librarians, and even young readers. Join me and my guests as we give you a candid, behind-the-scenes look at children's publishing, the business of telling lies to children, but only the best kinds of lies, of course. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second ever episode of my podcast, Telling Lies to Children. Thanks to everybody who listened last week, who subscribed, who uh, gave me such nice, positive feedback. Uh, If you uh, did listen last week, you've probably realized by now that this is not a professionally produced podcast. Uh, In fact, it is uh, produced and edited entirely by me, uh, your friendly local children's author, Paul Durham, uh, from what is literally a former chicken coop. Uh, That's where I put all this together. So it probably does not sound like what you normally hear uh, on NPR podcasts or TED Talks or or any of those type of uh, shows if you listen to them. Uh, But I promise that I will get better on all accounts, and I very much appreciate you guys bearing with me. Uh, Today, though, I think that we do have another great podcast for you. Today's guest is Christopher Healy. Chris is the author of the Hero's Guide series, which, if you don't know it, it's a much-beloved series for the, among the middle grade set, focusing on fractured fairy tales. Chris uh, has traveled all over the country. We actually went on tour together a couple years ago, speaking to schools uh, about his books. He's a super funny guy, re- really talented, really theatrical. Uh, it just does a, does a great job uh, when he gets out and works with the kids. So if you want to find out more about Chris or his books, you can find him at ChristopherHealy.com, and you can find him on social media and all those other places. You'll find all the links uh, to those sources on his website as well as uh, as well as well on mine. And uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, Chris. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> We haven't uh, we haven't caught up in probably what um, a couple of years I would say now right yeah I see I think the last time that I saw you was at BEA when we were both signing oh that's right yeah yeah we had the, yeah the sign yeah, the BEA signing and then did you do the um, the kids author we I think we did the kids author carnival oh that was after the, that yes yeah right, so that yeah. was that was the most recent you're right that was after the right. BEA right yeah yeah that, that was that was that was fun I, they didn't do that again last year this uh, this past year I, I would have liked to have done that. Yeah, this yeah this past yeah they they didn't I, I'm not sure why but, unless they uh, it didn't wasn't, just didn't invite me in which case I'm I'm happier not knowing. Yeah, don't feel bad because they didn't invite <laughs> if that was, if that's the case they didn't invite me either so we're we're both uh, on the blacklist. Um, but I wonder you know I bet it's be, I bet it's because BEA wasn't in New York this year or maybe not or maybe it was just so much work that they didn't <laughs> they didn't want to have. But they did they did do it around BEA so that would make sense yeah so yeah. Yeah. Now, have you been to BEA again or, or prior to that? Or was that, was that the last time you were there? Um, that was uh, when I saw you there. That was the first time that I had been there um, doing a signing. I, I'd been there um, as a uh, like as a spectator <laughs> prior right. to that. Right. Um, right. And uh, so, yeah, that was my first time actually there in, uh, in official author capacity. Right, right. Well, because I guess, yeah, because you live in you live in Jersey, right? So it's not too far, I suppose. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's. Not that hard at all for me to get there. And uh, I, I've I've gone to many various events at the at the Javits Center, which is where it usually is when it's in New York. Right. Yeah, I remember. I remember when when they were talking about having me do a signing there. They the the word that my editor described it at the time. They're like, "Well, it can be a little overwhelming, and it's kind of a press." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What do you What do you mean overwhelming? I've been to a trade show. How could it be overwhelming?" And then I went there. I was like, "Oh my god, this is." Unbelievable. <laughs> like, this I got the is same. Lovely. I got the same mornings. Yeah. 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 Well, because it's, it's interesting. It's, it's so much. Um, 
uh, it's all about the signings. It's uh, right. there is not a lot else going on. So nope. um, it is just lines of people <laughs> waiting to get a book signed by various authors. And so uh, in that sense, yeah, it can be pretty overwhelming. But um, but it was it was fun, too. I, I kind of liked I liked the rush of people. I, lo- I loved how busy it was. Yeah, it was kind of I found it kind of surreal. It was one of those few times where because, you know, they, they have you're in the quote unquote green room, which is really just sort of like a cordoned off area. Yes. <laughs> area. Yeah. And then like, you know, the, your publicist and your your editor, they, you know, they lead you around the corner and you walk through the curtains and then you're like, well, there's actually like, you know, 75 or 100 people in line waiting for me to sign their books. Where did this come from? Like, what's going on? Here? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why was, are they waiting for me? It was nice. It was very nice yeah. to actually see the people. Yeah, because you don't know beforehand. And um uh, you know, I, I think we've all experienced the, the book signings where there are like two people or three, maybe, you know, or, or zero. zero. I think I, I, I had zero. zero there there have yeah. been the zero ones. Yeah. Yes, there, those are always there. Uh, in a way, I always think I always feel like you go to a bookstore for a signing or something. And uh, if there's nobody there, in a way, it's actually better than there being two or three, because if there's nobody there, you can just kind of quietly pretend it didn't happen. You can kind of quietly walk away and, you know, then you can tell people, yeah, I did a book signing at the whatever store last night. Yeah, oh, that's great. Right. But if right. you're there and, you know, you have those two people who are there and they're ready to see you and you have to actually read for them and stuff and you do it yep. and you're very grateful that people are there, but then you feel like these people see how unpopular I am. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, you don't. It's like it's like they're they're yeah, they're having like they they show up and if they actually show up, they're usually pretty big fans, right? The kids are like, oh, yeah, yeah, we love your yeah. books, and they look around and they're like, where's everybody else? Why am I the only one who loves these books? <laughs> Where is everybody? Yeah, I, I like it yeah. when they if they actually say that in a way. If they if they seem yeah. indignant about the, like this is this is unjust, this is unfair. Right. You should have more people here. And then like, yes, kid, you are right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I don't. I don't. You know, you've been doing this for for a bit longer than I have, but I've been doing it for a few years now. Yeah, but not too and, much and longer. I, a couple of years. Yeah. 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 I mean, you had a couple of years head start on me, but um, I mean, I, I've sort of developed. You know, my my um my take on book signings have changed quite a bit lately, and that's I love doing my like launch parties at my local bookseller, the one mm-hmm. here in town. Yeah. Because because we can pack the place, you know, everybody knows me. We and and you know, my local indie lets me get away with stuff I could never do at at, at like a Barnes and Noble. Or yep. I brought like li- I brought like lizards in, snakes. I mean, they did all kinds of crazy stuff there. They just let me do whatever I want. So it's so it's a blast. So you can make it like really like a party. And because you can because tr- you can control the publicity, it can really be you know a lot of fun, and you can have like a great time and really fill the place. But when you do those out of town like book events, or if you just kind of do like a one off somewhere, that's when that's where it, I don't know. My impression is that's those are where they get to be really hit or miss and, uh-huh. and you're sort of at the you're at the mercy of the weather and who's going to show up and it's because and it's sort it's sort of like i don't know i i don't do as many of those as i used to i i still do them sometimes but they're not my favorite thing to do for that reason i do a lot of them if they're in conjunction with a school visit um like sure, if it's, right yeah. you know the store that provided books for the school or if it's in the same town um i, I find you have a better shot then too um yep. Especially yep. if you're done, if you're going to a school uh, first in the day, early in the day, then you're hoping some of those right. kids might come see you later. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel the same way about um, bookstore readings in general. Um, I my local bookstore, uh, which you know I, I launched my books here. I, you know, I just say I feel the same way you do. Um, we have a, a great store, Words Bookstore in Maplewood, New Jersey. Um, I'm plugging them because they're great. That's all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they are they're fantastic. They've been a great supporter. Um, and uh, just like just like you were saying, they they let me do you know things I wouldn't get away with anywhere else. I, um, my when I first launched uh, the Heroes Guide to Saving Your Kingdom, the first book in the series, they let me um, uh, uh, get, they let me get actors uh, to do a performance of, the show, of of a scene, you know, which was yeah, you which was me fantastic. Yeah. It was like the best thing ever, and what a great way to launch uh, you know my first series, and it was it felt wonderful, it was amazing. Um, and then I think the second reading I did was at a Barnes and Noble, and uh, I think I think there were three people, and one of them was in the wrong area of the store. Just look at you know. So, uh, <laughs> Wonder so yeah, it, it was kind of a it's it's a very distinct um, difference <laughs> between right, when right. you're doing a. But you know, I think a lot of local bookstores, uh, independents, um, are they're, they they can be great wherever they are because they, they do some great um, they do great publicity. I think they they do a lot because they want more people. In the store, I don't know. There's something I don't know. I think it's the personal attention, the kind you can kind of get from an indie bookseller, uh, and uh, I think they put that same effort sometimes into just promoting whatever events they're having there. So uh, you know, yeah, it, and, it they can do, be good. And, they, and, and they do the groundwork. I mean, they, they yes. you're right. They do they 
and it's not it's not as much of a sort of institution as like the as like a Barnes and Noble or a big chain would be. I mean, they they kind of you know they're they're they have their authors in, and they you know they think they get the value in having. I mean, you know, having, having although even among even on some of those chain stores, uh, there's I think a lot of it might depend on you know the manager of that particular store sometimes too, because uh, yep. it's been very different. You know, you can go to the yep. you know different stores in the same chain and have a very different experience. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, yeah, it's all people. It's all people driven. Um, which is so get, getting back to school. You know, one of the reasons that um, that I was excited to have you on mm-hmm. uh, as, as a guest is because um, you know obviously we went on we went on on tour. My, my first experience uh, going on tour was I was I can you know in looking back in rearview mirror I consider myself extremely lucky you know that I got to go with you and uh, and Tom Tom Watson. Yes, stick um, dog. Because, yeah. yeah, stick dog. Because and, and Tom hopefully I think I'm gonna have Tom on as a guest in the very near future too. So that should be fun to get his uh, get his perspective. Um, but one of the things that was so great about you guys is now you you'd been doing you you in effect I don't want to say that you launched HarperCollins' Class X, but you were really one of the first authors. I, right? I was on the first Class X tour. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was one of the first group to go out together. Um, right. It uh, was me. Um, John Sheska and um, uh, Chris Creveton, um, who does a, um, a zombie series. Yep. Called yep. Diggers. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we, we were on that, that opening, opening opening tour. Yeah. That, right. that, that launch together. Uh, there were a couple of other trios that went out to different areas of the country. But, but um, yep. our, you know, that was my group. And we were among the first in that first launch area. And that was it was really uh, it was a really cool experience. And um I uh, I had no idea that that was going to work. <laughs> In fact, when they right. when they mentioned to me the whole idea of um oh, we're going to have two authors competing against each other during a school presentation. We're going to divide the kids in half and they'll have one team and another and then the third author will be the kind of the MC for the event and you know, you'll each try to, you know, get points by having your kids on your team, you know, cheer louder or and like answer questions about your book and stuff and I thought, like, this is. Uh, I, I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be awful <laughs> because I am. It's going to be like I'm back in school again, and I'm not going to be popular. And the other kids, <laughs> they're all going to cheer for the other guy more. And <laughs> I, just, I felt like no, um, but uh, I, I decided to be brave and go for it. <laughs> and um, right, right. And it was this fantastic experience, and it worked out really well because I, I should have just trusted them more, um, <laughs> which I did, of course, because I ended up doing class acts three times. Um, right. But uh, it was it was uh, it was great. It, it worked out really really well, and it was much more high energy, um, just kind of from the you know out of the gate uh, than a lot of school visits can be. Um, in a way, also it's nice to be able to share that that responsibility of energizing the crowd with two other authors. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, sure. You know, together yeah. we are really working as a team and it's not really a competition, which I also found out once we started kind of practicing for it and realized, right. oh, it's not really a competition. It's just kind of set up that way. The game show is just a, uh, you know, a bit of camouflage <laughs> for the fact that this is right, just exactly. a school visit. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Now, now, had you before you went out on on your first class X tour, had you been doing school visits already or is that um, your first No, I, I, had, I had done other solo visits before that. Okay, and and how did you? How much of your existence? Because you because you do a great job at it. I mean, I mean, oh, I, 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 you know, you're 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 you know very theatrical. Um, I know by the time that you know that we sort of teamed up together on our our tour, you'd you'd been doing it long enough where it it became like you know it was almost like a. Um, a monologue, like a, mm-hmm. you know, very funny. I mean, you you had you had the you had the performance down, and and how much of that did you develop uh, on your solo gigs as a and then brought the class acts or how, I mean how how did a the lot process of it work? actually I, I I developed the um uh this, the monologue as you put it uh you know yeah. and I kind of used that same monologue in the class acts um, and I while I keep refining the presentation I'm still refining it now I'm still yeah. doing the basic uh you know same thing and um that monologue see the one thing i feel about like doing a multi-author tour is i start feeling bad for the other people on the tour that like oh these authors are going to hear me saying the same thing over and over and they're going to be so sick of me (laughs) by the time you know this tour is out because uh i feel like i found something that works and so i keep i do keep kind of just uh and i've rehearsed it and you know so it basically at this point it does come out like theater um 
Which is great. I mean, the kids love it. I mean, you you know, you 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 you, you do voices, but not like silly voices. I mean, but you you know, you, the way you like you know, emote, and I mean, you do a great job. I mean, it, it's just really, it's just really a lot of fun and entertaining. It has a very polished. Feel. I mean, this, and I'm talking about you know, two and a half years ago now. But I mean, you know, it just had a very polished feel to it. Well, oh, thanks. Yeah, it gave me yeah. it gave me a chance to kind of call on uh, my theater background because I right. I was a theater major in college and I, I acted you know back then. Um, and, uh, for most of my life, that has been kind of a waste, um, <laughs> has nothing to do with that. So it's nice because now I'm like, Hey, maybe those four years were worthwhile in a sense, because they set me up for this. Uh, and right. this is of course, a part of being an author that I never prepared for because I didn't even expect sure. it. Um, right. Right. when I, when, you know, my, uh, first book got accepted and was going to be published, I was just thrilled about, uh, you know, getting to write, you know, yeah. and I, I had no idea that I would also get to perform. That would be part of the job. So right. that was like, it's just an added side benefit. And it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been really nice. Um, I, so I, I have, like you were asking about refining, you know, what I take uh, from my solo visit into the, the class acts. Um, the monologue part, I definitely reused um, over and over, um, as, as, as you know, as you got to learn firsthand. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, in my solo class presentations, when I do a school visit, uh, I use that same monologue, but then I also like to do my own interactive bit. And part of that came out of um, me seeing uh, in class acts how great it was to interact with the, with the audience a lot. Yeah, um, they love that. Yeah. And so I figured if I can get them talking back to me that that would be fantastic. So I, I developed, um, this, uh, this thing that I, I have, I've called it five minute fairy tale, although it ends up sometimes going 20 minutes long, uh, because it's, uh, it's, yep. the kids get into it and it becomes fun. But, um, because, because my books are fractured fairy tales, I kind of talk to the kids about how to create your own fractured fairy tale, how to do it. Uh, you know, I kind of explain how I did it, how I made mine in the book and then say, we're going to do it live. We're going to do it now. We're going to create a new fairy tale. And um, I let them vote on one. Uh, it's usually like Three Little Pigs or Goldilocks or um, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. One of the one of the ones that everyone's going to know. And then right. uh, it becomes uh, kind of an improv exercise almost because I just get them to start yelling out suggestions, <laughs> like things we can change in the story, and just kind of we keep rewriting it as we go along and. Uh, that I feel like that's been like my secret weapon for school visits because it's been um, it's been usually successful. It just really worked for me. And it's something that gets the kids very excited. And teachers have come up to me afterwards and said, uh, you know, that was great because I can use it in class as a writing exercise. And then yeah. I'm like, yay, because I didn't even intend it for that. <laughs> so that's another. Right. Hey, but... That was great. Um, so that's that's kind of what I do for school visits. I do I do the monologue. I do the interactive, you know, section, whatever you want to call it. Uh, right. And then I always have a Q&A because I always try and I try to leave as much time as possible for the Q&A because um, I, I, the kids really want a lot of times to hear things. And if you're just talking at them for too long, then they just they fade away. They, you know, they lose their interest. So I let them ask as many questions as I can allow in the time period anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean it's a, it's a great format, and I imagine if you're if if you're anything like me, like me, and I and like I said, I think you're probably you're even beyond where I'm at. But I mean, I can kind of wake up now and do them like on a dime mm -hmm. if I have. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because 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 we, we talked about this. I mean, we both have we both have trilogies that have been published. But really, every time I go every time I go to a school, and it's changing a bit now. Now it's kind of fun. Now, now I go to schools, and a lot of times the kids have read the first book or the second book, or they some sometimes I've read the whole series. But I always treat it like I'm I'm introducing like I'm assuming nobody knows who I am or what the books are about yeah. so i could do a, so i can do a presentation that that kind of it doesn't spoil anything but it still works even if the kids have read some of the books and and it's just um it's just fun i mean I've, it's gotten to be such a groove and I, I really i don't know about you i mean i i think i know the answer to this but um i personally i almost enjoy the school business now as much as i enjoy the writing um i don't know if you feel the same way but i've just i've been so surprised i, I do I, I love I like them. them i always enjoy yeah. doing them yeah. um i i think there's I think I have to fight my natural introvert, um, my, my introvert tendencies that I have, uh, because right. there's always a part of me where I'm always kind of like, oh, I have to go out and see people again today, which, uh, you know, that's, yeah. that's just me. Um, <laughs> but then every time I do, then I'm always like, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, right. I, I'm kind of like this weird kind of introvert, extrovert mix where uh, I'm, 
I'm I'm an outward introvert, but an inward yep. extrovert. I don't know if that makes any sense, <laughs> but I have the extrovert hidden inside. And, uh, you know, when it's forced into public, it comes out and has a lot of fun. I, I think I think that's I, I think that well that's why you're a good children's author I think because you kind of have to be a little bit of you have to be a little bit of both right yeah. I, mean, I think most most writers I know are introverts I mean fundamentally we're introverts because you have to enjoy your own company you have to enjoy spending yeah. a lot of time in your own imagination um, a lot of us are are socially awkward um, in, in some way um, but then it <laughs> yeah. seems like but yeah, but then but then those of us who actually go out and, and are lucky enough to have the opportunity to tour and do school visits and do things like that um, I I think you know, the ones who are successful at it, you kind of get past that and you enjoy the performance to a certain extent. And it's, it's, you know, yeah. and it's kids. I mean, they're in their kids. I mean, I, you know, I was, I was incredibly found it incredibly daunting the first time I, like when I was, when I, when I found out I was going to go out on tour with you guys, those were the first two, that was, that was my first, like, that was my first, my first school visits. Cause it was right after the launch of my first book. Mm -hmm. I, I had the opportunity to do one and it was just my kid's school. Um, before I before I jumped out and went out on tour with you guys, so I remember I was like like watching all these documentaries and I was sort of uh, listening to like radio shows about comedians and sort of how they polish their acts and went on the road and what they do. And even to this day, I I, I find it fascinating to listen to how like how comedians come up with new material and how yeah. they test it and how do they adapt to audiences and things like that. And just because I kind of relate. You know, dealing with kids obviously is not the same with dealing with a bunch of drunk college students or, or, or <laughs> yeah. in like a comedy club or something yeah. like that. Uh, or though maybe it's not that different. I don't know. Uh, trying to hold their attention maybe is the same thing. Um, probably it's pretty similar. Yeah, I think so. But there really is – I mean there really is an art to it. And, and I, I know that you know, I, I never in a million years thought I'd be able to do this. But the way I can get – you know, you get in front of a crowd and then being able to read them and know when they're getting fidgety and know mm -hmm. when you have to like pull, pull out the other tricks in your toolbox to bring – like reel them back in. And, and it's just so it's, – it's such a really uh, – it's such a – it's so different from the writing. But it's such it's, – it's so it's, – it's fun. I think, and it's kind of seasonal. I mean spring and fall for me are pretty much the, the busy school visit times. Um, so then, like, you know, I always uh, like December, I'm always kind of just focused on writing and the summer I'm more focused on writing. And when I haven't done school business for a while, it's, it's, it's sort of really energizing to get back out and do them again. It is. It's 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 always uh, it's it's great. And um, it's interesting, like what you said about uh, comedians, um, like testing their material. Uh, right. And because I think that I've actually done that with my 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 monologue, like I said, I've refined it over the years. It's sure. essentially yeah. the same thing. But um, I have. Uh, I'm sure that if I had a recording like of like the first one I did and listened to like yep. what it is now, it would probably actually be way more different than I even realized because I've I've changed lines here and there along the way, and a lot of that basically is me testing things out um, on right. kids. Like if if there is a line that kids react to, I'll make sure I use it every time because there are slightly different versions you know that can come out. And so um, I remember this one specific line because I'm basically I'm talking about you know, fairy tales and, and my characters and things. And uh, it was during the first class acts tour, which I was just promoting the, just the first book was out in the trilogy. And I'm describing the, my different princes that are in the book. And I have this Prince Duncan, who's kind of the weird eccentric one. And yep. I was, he's kind of my favorite. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, do you get, he's my favorite to write. The, definitely. Yeah. Do you get that a lot? Do a lot of people like Duncan? a lot of people like, like Duncan? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's definitely a favorite. Um, and if uh, if people ask me who my favorite one is, it's always hard for me to say who my favorite character is, but I will often say, well, Duncan is my favorite character to write because yep. he's yep. just completely wacky. I, I kind of am able to try out anything, any weird thought <laughs> that comes into my mind I can try out with that character. Uh, a right. lot of them I think are just too bizarre, so I'll cut them out, but you know, I, I can try them all with them. And a lot of them actually work sure. because of what I've set up for him. Um, <laughs> but anyway, as I was describing him, I... I kind of ad-libbed a line one time trying to see like he's because I couldn't think of what I was actually going to say. I was describing things and saying like, oh, and Duncan's a very strange character because he likes to give random names to every animal he sees. And he likes to. Um, and, and I suddenly thought I couldn't think of the next line. I had picked out three things he actually does in the book to mention. Uh, and right. I couldn't think of it. And I said, and he likes to see how many blueberries he can shove up his nose. And I just kind of <laughs> made that up at, at the moment. And the kids cracked up and they just laughed and right. and i was right. like oh that's a good line and so yep. then i keep use i kept using it and then i realized he never actually does that in the book and if i keep saying this at some point <laughs> some ask. kid is gonna ask hey at my school you said duncan shoves blueberries up his nose and he never did that in yep. the book 
So I added it in the second book. <laughs> when I was like, the second book hadn't come out yet. I was still working on it while I was touring for the first. And right. so I was like, I have to make sure that I'm, I have to, I have to make it retroactively uh, correct. Right. <laughs> so right. I went right. back and did that. Go. And so that's a way in which the school visits and doing these, these presentations, doing these stand-up routines actually yep. uh, affected the, the writing, actually affected the book itself. Yeah, you know it evolves, and I mean it's, it's like it's like you know you're you're in a way you're t- you're testing out material, and then you're applying it to the other the other half of your craft and your art, which is the actual the actual writing part. Yeah, I I, I got one of the best lines um in my the one of the best lines I use in my school visits now came from a real school visit. Um, I do this thing about rules and stuff like that, and, and one of the one of the things in my presentation I go around and ask people if they have rules at home because you know talking about house rules and breaking rules and stuff like that. And I was down in uh, I was down in Miami, Florida this past. Um, this past fall and I was in a big gym. So, I, and I, I did this thing where I asked anybody if they have any rules at home and a little girl raises her hand. She's probably fourth grade or so, but very seriously, she raises her, raises her hand. And she says, um, uh, well, I, we have a rule at our house and that is that you always have to keep the toilet seat lid down. And of course everybody <laughs> kind of chuckles a little bit. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. But she goes, but she goes, and, and but you want to keep on going. And I was like, okay, well, she's going to explain why. <laughs> yeah. And she said, the, and she said, the reason why, is so that the par- the parrot doesn't drink out of the toilet <laughs> and 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 drown again. That oh, was that, that, again. And, and I, and again. Oh. And I just I, I had to not lose it. I mean, everybody else started kind of cracking up, and I, and I had to not lose it because I have a really dark sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So now when I go so now when I go do school visits, I always ask everybody you know the house rules, and 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 then you know they all they all tell these reasonable rules, and some of them try to be silly, but I I can always honestly say look. But nobody's told me the funniest rule I've ever heard, and it's this one from Florida, and I tell it. And it just and it basically brings down like the entire <laughs> – so fortunately, all the kids also have dark senses of humor as well. But apparently, they used to have a parrot, and then it drank out of the toilet, and it was an unfortunate accident. So now they've replaced the parrot, and they don't want that to happen again. So Well, I, uh, I, I wish them luck with the new parrot. I hope, I hope yeah, that works hopefully. out. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, because they, they can live a long time, apparently, if uh, you keep them out of the toilet or other things they can drown in. <laughs> they can. They can. Uh, yeah. I know. We, I, mean, I had a parrot uh, in, for, in my oh, house yeah. uh, growing up. Um, we had a, a – and the, the parrot was there long after I moved out of the house. It was, sure. you, know, an, yeah. you know, an adult, and the parrot was still there for a long, long time. Um, right. As a parrot – this is a weird little story about this parrot. We had a parrot named uh, Mr. Flint. And um, we did not name the parrot. The parrot was given that name. Uh, we inherited the parrot from somebody else who couldn't keep the parrot. And so we got Mr. Flint, the parrot. And uh, when I was writing uh, The Hero's Guide to Being an Outlaw, the third book, um, there are pirates in there. And right. I, of course, I had to have a parrot because it's pirates. But I didn't want to just name the parrot. I didn't. I, I named the pirate who had the parrot. I named him Mr. Flint. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, so I was naming it after my parrot. I did, what I did not realize was that I unintentionally made a Treasure Island reference because I did not know that uh, the uh, there was a pirate in Treasure Island who had a parrot uh, named Mr. Flint. Mr. Flint, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, Long John yeah, Silver's parrot was named Flint, and so I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow. Uh, I made this unintentional reference, and then it actually made me think. Well, that's probably the people who owned the parrot. First, probably named it after Long John Silver's parrot. Right? No, yeah, I didn't right. know that. Yeah. Um, right. But so that was a weird, just a weird coincidence of naming. Yeah, well, you got to be. So you, I think sometimes you have to be careful with, with with naming. Like like you're like me. I think you you'd like to come up with like original names and ideas. Yeah, yeah you, you like to, and and sometimes you put like a humorous twist on them or an inside. There's a little inside joke or something. Yeah, you know, so there might be. But but you're very thoughtful. I think right when you when you name things and places and stuff like that, you put you put some thought into. Yeah, it. I do put a lot of thought. Right? Into it. I have all these different methods for for picking names uh, that right. I, I use. Sometimes I I try to choose names from different languages. I'll just go on Google Translate yep. and start translating picking words you know from different languages to be names or, you know, I'll look at the ancient meanings of names, you know, that I'll look up online, go through one of those name directory things. And, uh, but, you know, I have, I, most of the names in my books are specifically chosen. Right, right. Well, I, I ran headlong into a Star Wars reference without without knowing it, uh-huh. and then feeling and then feeling like a, a complete boob. So, in my in my second book, I introduced this character who is ultimately known as uh, Slinister, mm. and uh, and and but before um, he was known as Slinister, I came up with what I thought was this great name for him, which was Sidious. Ah, uh, <laughs> <And>, yes. <laughs> okay. Now, now I now as a, as a product of like the seventies and the eighties, um, I of course knew the the first. Well, whatever number they are, but the first three in my the original mind, trilogy, in my, yes. the, the original, yeah, the original trilogy, 
and there was no there was no Darth Sidious in the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. It was the it was just he, evil he was emperor. The emperor. Yes, yeah, right. just Nobody, the emperor. Just the emperor. Nobody had any idea what his name was. So I was completely clueless of the rest of the Star Wars trilogy. And then after I'd written the second, I was probably well until maybe like I was on like the third draft, I and mean, we were getting into like the the you know getting close to copy edits on the second book. And I had this Slinister character, and one of the little neighbor kids came over. I mean, I had the Sidious character yeah. and came over and like made me aware of the whole Darth Sidious thing. I was like, what? So I, called, <laughs> so, so I like I, I looked it up and then I called my, you know, I called my agents and my editors and they were like, eh, it won't matter. You know, what's it? What's the You know, it's it's not going to make a oh, difference. Oh, the thing is, though, it would matter. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would. Yeah. And it would matter to me. The fact that I knew it and that and people would think that I was trying to rip off Star Wars, which I just couldn't hand, I, I couldn't handle it. So then so then it became yeah. a, a question. Well, everyone, everyone would at least take it as a reference. You know, they right. would they would take it as a right. reference, especially kids, especially a lot of kids, uh, you know, in this age group, the grades we're writing for, who are very familiar with the the prequel trilogy, so they know right. those names and they're you know, they're right. ready exactly. to find that stuff. Exactly. So I was like, it was bump. We were I was banging my head right 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 up to the end to come up with a new name, and and finally I was I was very happy with the new name I came up with. It's but a yeah, good name. I was like. Yeah, but but the but you know Sidious, I was like, wow, what a great name! I can't. But then when then when I found Sinister, then I did of course this thorough search, and I couldn't believe nobody had used it before. <laughs> <laughs> so, and maybe they have, but maybe they have, and I just didn't find it. But um, it was it was it was far more obscure. If they if they're using it, it's far more obscure than Star Wars, so I can live with it, I guess. Um, but uh, but yeah, names are cool. Well, I know somebody who was very excited that I was going to be talking to you today. And that is my oldest daughter. Oh. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you remember this or not. But before um, she was, a, she was a, f- a fan of the Heroes Guide to Saving Your Kingdom, um, cool. because when, when she got her hands of it. Now this was before we met. This was before we, we were going on tour. So we were, um, you know, she was reading it, and I was sort of telling her that, that I was going to go on tour with you and, and Tom. And she was so excited, and she was. It was very important to her. That I make some writer friends. So, 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 so. Well, that was, that so was good she, on her part because it is important. Yeah, it's yeah. Important. yeah. Right. So she insisted that that, uh, and I can't remember if she wrote the. So she either wrote an email or I wrote an email to you. One, one of us wrote an email to you. She might she might have ghost written. I don't know, but she wanted to make it very clear that she was a fan and that. I yeah, and, and that I was going to be going on tour with you, and she thought that would be nice if we would be friends. <laughs> that was that was her that was sort of her thing. Um, so um, so yeah, so so you've uh, you've uh, influenced my daughter, uh, which yeah, that's, that's wonderful, dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I which, again, which I was I was funny. So I consider you one of my first uh, writer friends uh, at her prompting. Going back, despite my despite my uh, introvert tendencies <laughs> and my tendencies to hang out in a chicken well, coop and not talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. The feeling is mutual there. Yeah, so. um, and, and then uh, and and you know and, and I and I think that we would uh, you know as far as you know tour. Are, are you doing a lot of uh, are you doing a lot of school visits now? Are you doing any touring now? Um, I being in between series, I haven't done yeah. all that. It's very sporadic. Um, yeah. So not a lot. Um, although <laughs> I, I've been uh, the, this past year um, has been uh, a, a big year of. It's been a big year of visiting Texas for me because I, 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 oh, yeah? I was on I was on one of the I was Blue on the Bonnet? state list and uh, yeah, yeah that's list. Great. so yeah. Um, yeah. I've done a lot of flying back and forth to Texas this year. But um, uh, the, other than that, outside the local stuff is it's it's been you know very it's been sporadic here and there. Um, uh, I, I've done a lot more Skype visits. I've been doing Skype visits like crazy, uh, which I actually love doing the Skype visits because I love. Uh, that, you know, I can just take a break. <laughs> I can just be working and be like, okay, oh, it's time for a half hour break. And I get to talk, chat with some kids. And yep. um, I think it's fantastic. Uh, Cause it, um, it, it's the perfect thing for the introvert extrovert that I am, because then I get my chance to, you know, to perform in a way and be, you know, be in the spotlight for a little bit to have fun talking to these kids who read my book. Um, and yet I don't need to actually go anywhere. So, right. you know, that's, that's the best of all worlds. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. It's, I, I like. Do you do, do you like a Q and A for your Skype visits? Yeah, or do mostly. You do like it's, it's basically yeah. it's a Q and A unless the unless the teacher or the librarian or whoever's running it really wants me to do some kind mm-hmm. of uh, introduction first. In which case, I will, and I'll just kind of I'll do a, I'll do a shortened version of my regular monologue uh, right. because you know, especially when you're not there in person, you you need to keep it short. <laughs> so right, right. exactly. You got to get to the point right. where the kids can start asking you stuff. Yep. Yep. 
So, so I, I with with uh, again, you've uh, gotten done quite a few school visits. I've done quite a few school visits. Um, hopefully, the audience for the podcast is going to be librarians and teachers and, and people who organize these things. Um, I was going to ask you if you have a school visit horror story beyond the one that we shared, <laughs> which, which we can talk about. But do you have it? Do you have any? I mean, would oh. you? That, I think that's my worst. I think that's my worst. Oh, that's like my worst. That, that's that's the worst one. The one that we yeah. the one that we shared uh, is it is still to this date. You know, the absolute worst, one of my worst experiences as a writer, uh, possibly one of my worst experiences (laughs) in my life. Um, So that was uh, that was awful. Uh, Thankfully, nothing has come even close Close to to that. that. Yeah, I have had. You know, I've had I've had like some minor embarrassing moments, um, uh, like 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 a kid who. it's not usually the usually not during the actual school visits, not during the presentations that you know, these kind of like, like you know embarrassing moments come up. It's usually like afterwards, like do, while doing a signing, and the kids come up, they get to say something to you individually, and um, every now and again, there's something that's kind of, you know, like like a, like a, a kid who literally had just seen me like an hour earlier doing my entire presentation, and then thought it was a different writer. You know, right. <laughs> hand me <laughs> hand me someone else's book. And I'm like, right. oh, right. you know, uh, this is not me. <laughs> so um, right. I, I right. still offered to sign it. I'm like, I can sign it if you want. And then the kid, yeah, sure, then, then the kid no, but then the kid grabbed it. He's like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. I, like suddenly I was like, like I, I, I had uh, leprosy or something. It's like, get away. <laughs> Don't touch I'm me sure now. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, thing, certain things like that. Uh, you know, I, I get questions that are just kind of embarrassing and I don't know exactly how to answer. I still have not come up with the great answer for uh, when people ask in a Q&A, like, how much money do you make? I, I usually just kind of say something very vague. Um, uh, like, vaguely, I ex- what I do is I explain royalties. And I say, like, well, you know, it depends on how many books I sell because writers get paid through royalties and we get a little tiny bit of every book they get sold. And I just leave it at that. Um, right. Right. I, I, I give them that at the moment. I'm really lucky because I can pay my bills, um, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and so they can they can take that forever, you know, whatever they want, yeah. whatever they want. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's 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 that's. But a, I can't think a, of any real other like horror stories, uh, really nightmarish experiences. Have you had other ones that were like that uh, are really nightmares? Uh, well, um, I had one. I went out with uh, and, and I actually I talked to uh, I think, you know, do you know Jerry White? Yes. Jay White? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we did an event together. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry, really nice guy. Um, and and Jerry's actually, yeah, yeah right, exactly. Jerry's actually was I, one of my pod. I've done. We already have a. We've done a podcast already together. Um, does he look in Jersey and, too? I have a feeling he, he does. does. Yeah. He does. Yeah, he does. I'm not sure where because I, I don't know. But he's definitely he's definitely you know not not far from from the city mm-hmm. from New York. I know I know that. And a really good guy. And and we did um, so we did we that same. Um, it was after we did our, you and I did our class X tour together. I came back here to Massachusetts and then Jerry and I were hooked up for some event down in, um, uh, down, down in mass, uh, south of Boston. And I, I don't want to get into specifics because I wouldn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but we, but we went, we went to a school visit that was basically going into lockdown. Oh. Um, not because it needed to be, um, mm-hmm. but because mm-hmm. just of, just of the approach of, I think the, of the administration and the principals, um, uh, they basically, you know, it was this big, beautiful auditorium, and the kids came in, but the like the the principal and the assistant principal, like and they were these kind of like burly guys. I mean, they stood there with their arms crossed and basically wouldn't let the kids talk. All the kids had to file in single file. Mm-hmm. Basically, had to had to sit on their hands. Um, it was just a really uncomfortable, like it felt like we were in like in like the military or a prison. Really. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, it was that kind of intensity, like. And I remember Jerry and I were, I mean, we're kind of looking at each other and the media, we're looking at the media escort and and this, and I, I don't know if you remember, but I used to do this this thing with like with like masks, and I would and I would have like the kids come up and do like, I don't, did I do that with you? Yeah, yeah, know. you had masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if I had kids come up and do trivia, but what I do is basically have kids come up and they and they actually wear the masks. And I've never asked a teacher for permission to do any or an administrator do it for permission to do this stuff because it's it's harmless. You know, it's harmless. I've never had a problem, whatever. But this guy was just so hyper intense. I was like, geez, just out of courtesy, maybe I'll just mention, hey, I have volunteers come up and whatever. I'm like, that won't be a problem. He's like, oh no 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 no. He's like, he's like, oh we're having, you know, we have lunch after this. They'll be all worked up. They'll never get, they'll never get settled down. I'm like, yeah. And, and, 
I'm like, so I, I, but that was even with respect to like asking questions, like a back and forth with the kids. So well, I wound up, I wound up having to ask like these hypothetical questions. Like I'm like, well, <laughs> so what are some rules you might have here at school, or what are some rules you have at home? Here are some I've heard before, and I basically had to answer my own question. I mean, it was just horrible. That's awful. That's really, yeah. that's awful. And, I, and and Jerry and I both were had were struck by this. We both saw it because we talked about it later. There was one girl sitting in the front row. And she just looked terrified. I mean, she was just, you know, like like sixth grader or whatever. I mean, just just looked like she was absolutely like mortified and horrified by what was going on around her, being in the setting. And um, and so we left, and then we all, uh, the three of us, the media escort, Jerry and I, look at each other, and and we're almost like, um, did that really just happen? Like, <laughs> was it me? Am I just having this like this visceral reaction to this? But no, all three of us were. Yeah, it was that's, just a, wow, that's yeah. that that's horrible. It was, and the funny thing is, so then we go across town, mm -hmm. exact same. Um, so again, we're talking the exact same community, same district, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just just the other side of town, so it's not any different. It's the same, you know, it's the same demographics, everything else. And the principal was high fiving the kids, and they were excited, and they were happy, and again, mm -hmm. same huge, same number of kids in a big gym, and it was just a great time. And and, and the kids were again, the kids were all excited, and it was great. So it. You know, I think sometimes it's easy to say, oh, he has to be this way and has, have this kind of discipline because um, it's a rough district or, it's a, it's, you know, it's a rough school mm -hmm. and we need to, you know, we need to reel the kids in. But it's really not. I mean, it's all what the, it's all what the principals and the teachers make out of it. And, and so that was a that was a that was an uncomfortable experience because of the way they made it. Sure. I've, um, I've had some I've had some school visits that are that are not I mean, nothing that sounds as bad as what you're describing. But yeah. where um, the I feel like the teachers are they're clamping down on the kids a bit too much during this presentation. And where I yep. think they're doing it, they think, at least for my benefit. And where right. it's it's weird because um, like I, I could be there and I'm I'm doing my routine. And then the kids start to laugh at like a, a, a line that I meant as a laugh line. You know, it's like the punchline. Right. The kids are all laughing, right. and the teachers will stand up and say like, "Hush, hush, hush! Everyone, quiet down, yeah, right. quiet down. Give some respect to the to the author." And I'll be like, "No, this is what I want. They're respecting me because I'm telling a joke. Yeah. <laughs> so right. by and, laughing, right. that's what they should be doing." But I I'm, I never want to um I never want to kind of contest the authority here. You know, I don't want to say something to the teacher at that moment in front of the kids. Because then that creates a really weird dynamic uh, where does, the kids yeah. are kind of like, ooh, the writer right. is uh, he's yelling at the teacher or whatever it is. And, but, you know, so I don't want – it's so uh, you get in a very weird position when – and you just kind of – no matter what, no matter what's going on, you got to go along with what the administration of that school does because you don't really feel like you can fight it. I think I think I think that's right. I mean, and, and part of it, you know, I, I've been in a, in a situation. I, I know exactly what you mean. Is sometimes like sometimes kids are so well behaved that, or the, the the teachers are so adamant that they're trying to protect you as a speaker that they can suck they can suck the life out of the room basically. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and I had a principal do that once. Not that not this one I was talking about, but I was I was um, again at the school. Kids were having fun. Like again, I tried to do the interactive thing. And then they start, you know, I'll ask kids what they want to be when they grow up and take some volunteers. But kids start, you know, talking a little bit amongst themselves and getting excited about it within the context of the presentation, right? It's not they're off, they're not off on a tangent. Yeah. And, I, and I know how to, and I, I know how to reel them in if I have to do it. But I, one presentation I was doing, I could tell I saw the principal just hovering in the hallway. And it's almost like he was waiting for his opportunity to come in and kind of lay down the law. So he comes. So I get the kids kind of all going. And then he comes in and he's like, you know, students. You're being so disrespectful. This it kind of just shuts the whole thing down, gets them all you know quiet and like whatever. And then he leaves, and I'm like, man, you just sucked the life out of my room. I mean, I like, I like, I need to have a certain amount of energy, otherwise I'm talking to like a flat blank screen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so it can be. So you know, it can be. It can be. Uh, it can be tough. Yeah, you can of course uh, have the opposite happen too, though, because I have had completely rowdy rooms uh, where and nobody helps. Have sat there on the side, <laughs> just been kind of like right. Hey, for the next forty minutes, they're yours. <laughs> I don't, right, right. I'm take a break. I'm taking a break. Yeah. And, right. um, which you know, on one on one hand, I can almost understand. You know, I kind of get that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's um, where you do. You want a little bit. You want some semblance of uh, order <laughs> during it. But right. uh, you know, so you want you want constrained festivity. Right. 
Right. I think that's, I think that's, I think that it's a, every, it's a balancing act like everything yeah. else. And, and, and you can, there are sometimes I haven't had one, but I, you can see how there are some groups of kids where you could lose them and then they'll never come back. Um, I, I going back to our, when, when you, Tom and I were on tour again, I think it was my first one. I have a lot of yeah. fond memories and funny ones and we'll get, we won't, we won't tease the, the horrific one because we will have to share that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but one, one of the things I, one of the things I do remember is it, it was such a funny contrast. Cause you know, my whole, I, I was new to this. So I'm like, all right, so when we get when we get rushed by all the kids at the end of the presentation, like what do you guys sign? Like what if they're asking you to sign? I remember asking. I, I, was, I was asking. I was asking you first. Yeah. Like oh, you know, it's like, you know, I'm, I, I don't. I really draw the line of signing clothes because I feel like the month the parents will get mad. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, wanna, just, I tell them know. no. It's like, yeah, and you're like, I don't want to nope. sign like their faces and all that. And like, and, and I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so I think we were in like somewhere in Minnesota, and the you know we're in the in the big gym, and it's all mm-hmm. over, and all the kids, of course, they come and rush. You know, where they rush up in front of us. And I remember I'm standing there and I and I'm uh, one of the kids comes up and the kids like, Can you sign my shirt? Can you sign my arm? And I'm like, No, no, I don't do that or whatever and he he's, he kinda gets this pouty sad look on his face and just kinda stalks off. Mm-hmm. And then I look over and I see Tom like signing kids' arms <laughs> and he's like signing he's like yeah. signing like yeah, they're like nice totally shirts and like, all from both no, he's of like, <laughs> Right. He's just kind of like, I'll do whatever they want. <laughs> Right. So it's like, so now I'm kind of, now I'm like, you know, now I'm kind of like, you know what, if they ask, I'm going to do it. I won't sign their face because I feel like that's going a bit bold. Like, but they want my hands name in your front. textbook? Sure. Yeah, whatever right, you sure. want. <laughs> right, exactly. I had one kid want me to sign his like football jersey. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it with them. It's not, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the killjoy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I still, I still shy away from that. I still, uh, yeah. you know, because there were also, there, there have been times where I've, I've, even when if I signed anything, anything that's not a book, you know, if I signed, right. you know, sometimes the kids pull out like a piece of paper and they're like, can you sign this? And I have no problem doing that. But then yeah. I'll see the teachers who were like kind of observing, kind of like they Browning. narrow their eyes yeah. and they're kind of like, this kid, you know, right. and I feel like, oh, man, they're going to say something to that kid later. <laughs> and uh, yeah. then I feel bad. So I, I do sometimes just try to say, like, yeah. I'll still sign. I'll sign pieces of paper. I'll sign bookmarks for people. I'll sign whatever else they have. Um, yeah. I, I, I won't be like there are some people. Well, I, I can't. Okay, I can't say some people because I've only actually ever seen one person do this. Who um, and I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, right. Who yeah. has been like, where it's like, oh, can you sign this piece of paper? Um, I, I, I think uh, you, you can go buy a book. I'll sign the book. <laughs> like, kind oh of wow, like, that's harsh. <laughs> um, that's harsh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, I think that. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a bit much. Um, I have gotten in trouble for signing hands. I, I didn't really get. I, I, I mean, I signed one hand, and then all the kids started lining up when their hands signed, and um, mm-hmm. it, that apparently violated some school of some sort. But I was just, I just shrugged my shoulders, like, oh, oh well, that's <laughs> that's the way it goes. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of the that's kind of the Tom Watson approach, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that so that was the so we 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 keep talking about this you know the, but this this horrific experience which looking which, looking back yeah, on yeah, it, and the horrific experience wasn't really the school visit it just kind no, of affected the school all. visit yeah right <laughs> um, and, um, and and so I don't I don't know if you want to tell the story I will but I mean basically so I, I can't I think we were in Minnesota right and when we go to we go we go to this lovely little private school and um, they gave us these little gift baskets of of um, uh, you know, treats and snacks. Yeah, and I, like I wouldn't want to say where you know, the school was or yeah. anything like that because I don't, I don't yeah. want to be more specific. I don't want them to feel bad. Um, no, right, right. Yeah. right. But and they, we, and we they thought should... the, gift, the gift baskets were, were great. You know, it was, it was right. lovely. I, I didn't it, expect – I never expect anything like that. And so when it happens, it's like, right. it's so nice. Yeah, it was really – I mean, it was it was really nice. I thought, I thought it was terrific. Yeah, and, and then there when... were little treats in there, and we ate some of them. Yep, and, and then – and as as it turned out, yeah, we were on we were on a plane yeah. fly, flying into I think Philadelphia, and and the plane was like late or whatever. And it was it was over dinner time, and um and I I, I didn't know this. We weren't sitting together, but I was like starving. Mm-hmm. So so like so yeah, like yeah, an idiot. Yeah. yeah, I opened this this uh this this, this package of um of, of snacks and eat the whole thing. Like I was, oh yeah, me like, too. I I just downed yeah, it. Yeah. I was just hungry. You yeah. know, it's you know, it's yeah. it's that that tour schedule. You don't really have a lot of time. Sometimes they don't slot in, you know, good meal time. We're in an airport and we just, you know, I yeah. we just ate. That was what was there. I was glad we had it. It was like, yes. Right. Right. And, I, and again, I don't think I don't think we're going to identify the school if we say that it was trail mix. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it, but it, but here's the thing. It wasn't like trail mix they made. It was like it was like a packaged thing of trail mix yeah. that you buy the store. Yeah. Right. So so I ate the whole bag and there was I, I just remember that there were chocolate chips in it. It was like it was like sort of like the pretend healthy. You know, yeah, trail mix. it was the kind that had all sorts of stuff mixed in it. 
Yeah, like M and M's or whatever, whatever was in there. Yeah, and that's what we, yeah. So then we go, then we we get to our hotel, and I think we made it right. We were there like late, right before the restaurant was closing. So the three of us, we wound up eating at like eleven thirty or twelve, and um, I and I and I just remember, um, yeah, I was hungry, but I I, I I ate, and then I go back to my room, and it within about an hour or so. My stomach is just doing like stuff, weird stuff, like stuff it shouldn't be, <laughs> it shouldn't be doing. Like it was, it was like contracting, it was like churning, it, it was just, it was just like bad news. And then not to gross anybody out, but I was basically up all night long, just definitely, definitely ill. Oh, all- it, and and I in my you know separate room was I was yeah. tired. I went back <laughs> to the room. I went to sleep. I went immediately to sleep. I was like, I'm just tired. Yeah. Within an hour, I was woken up out of my sound sleep <laughs> by yeah, yeah. the horrible, you know, yeah. gut-churning pain. Uh, yeah. And it was literally the worst night of my life. I can't remember a worse, a worse night than that. Um, and I, the whole time, I was thinking to myself, I can't believe I got sick. I can't believe I got sick. I'm going to miss the, the school visit tomorrow. And right. um, I'm texting you and Tom, uh, just kind of saying, I'm so sorry about this. This is going to be awful. And then right. I, there was this strange kind of mix of relief and horror when I get the text back from you saying, I got it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same well, boat. Right. So, so, I had a, so I had a very different thought process as the night went on. So I'm on my first tour. My publisher sent me out on the tour yeah. with these two guys who've done this before. And I'm watching the clock. It's like two o'clock, three o'clock. You know, I'm living in the bathroom, basically, like, you know, with my arms around the toilet. Um, and as the hours are going by, I'm like, there is no I mean, I'm not going to bail on this <laughs> school visit. I'm like, I'm like, I can't. This is the first time to do it. You know, the first time I've been on the tour, I can't bail out and not and not and not show up. So I'm like convincing myself talking myself through how i'm gonna like get through this somehow and um so finally i think it was probably like five o'clock i'm able to go back to bed and 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 finally fall asleep for a little bit. i'm still not feeling good. i'm still a mess but i'm just like i'll try to see if i can sleep half hour sleep it off and i and i start hearing all these ding dong noises on my <laughs> my phone like i get like you know people texting back it was like you guys like a group text and i'm like who the hell keeps texting what's all this stuff so i go and i i check my phone and i, I see then i see that it's you and tom having like a conversation i'm not you know i'm included on it but i'm not responding because i'm like you know passed out in the bed and you saying, oh i'm definitely ill i'm not gonna be able to do it and tom's like don't worry me and paul got it we're, we're all it's like we'll just we'll go and get some more bananas we'll do a whole day it'll be, it'll be great we'll do this whole thing and that's where i'm like oh my god this is bad i'm like tom i'm really sorry i got the same thing and um i felt so bad for tom we just I, we sent him off to do this all by himself to a school full of kids that are expecting three authors oh it's this big multi-author thing and then right. they, you know it's just tom i i don't i mean he said it went fine so you know he's he was a real trooper on that but i thought i i felt so bad i felt so I, bad I, I, uh about him not just i felt physically bad too of course but um right. I, I felt so bad about leaving him with with that i i i mean i felt i felt ter- i felt terrible all around i mean for bad for you i felt bad for me for bad for tom but the thing is with with, with tom i mean you know tom is so confident in his presentations if there's you know if there's one person that would be able to hand- i mean if it was me we would have been in big trouble like if i was the only one left standing it would have been bad because i because i wasn't i wouldn't have been prepared to handle like you know pick up the slack you probably could have done it fine too because you would have reverted back to your you know your end of, your your solo visit or whatever and it would have yeah, been fine because we had a great time yeah so 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 i think you know i think i think tom handled it you know Great, and the kids were happy. I wound up signing books in the lobby too. They brought, I think they want, they wanted to bring in books actually physically to the hotel because I, c- I couldn't get any further than my room down to the lo- yeah. <laughs> down to the lobby. So I so I signed some books there, and then I had an event the next day. So you guys were done. I had to go on to like a solo gig and like that's right. I remember. Yeah, you were doing something yeah. else. Yeah, I, so I, I couldn't just, even make it up. I I was I was so I was like thanking the lucky stars that I was within driving distance of my home because we were in, uh, we were like by Philadelphia or something like that. Right. And right. Um, so my, I actually had my wife come pick me up. She, I remember I met her. Yeah. yeah Cause she, I met, yeah. She right, drove yeah. to get me at the, because I was like, I, I cannot get on a plane to drive. There's yeah. like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't go on. So, um, uh, yeah. That's the glamorous side. That's the glamorous side of getting to go on a book tour is when you get, when you get food. Yeah. Food poisoning. <laughs> oh man. That was, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone else who that's uh, who that has happened to. Anyone who has had quite an experience like that. Um, that that was that was something else. Yeah. Um, uh, and I couldn't even eat chocolate chips up until 
very recently. I've still not eaten trail mix. <laughs> to, yeah, to this I don't day, I have not eaten trail mix again. And I used to love trail mix, but I, yeah. I, I haven't. Yeah. No, but that's, you know, that, 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 that stuff will leave a scar. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it will. I also, I also, it, 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 I, I realized that night that I think there is like nothing worse than being sick alone in a hotel room. Yeah. Just with yeah. nobody. There's just nobody there. Nobody you could talk to even for comfort. It's right. just kind of like, right. it's the well, worst. You did bring, I think you did, you did uh, open the door and let me borrow some Tums or Maalox or something like that. Yes. Yes. In the morning <laughs> once we were both, you know, kind yeah. of awake again. Um, right. Right. Now that's that's it is it is awful. You're in a hotel. You're worrying about what time you have to check out. You're worried. It's yeah. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's like how long can I lay here on this couch before they come in and throw me? I have to you know, throw me out and I have to go. Um, yeah, I needed like a full 24 hours to recover from that too. That was like the worst. I did too. I was well. I was all dehydrated afterwards. How did that? Next... How did that extra school visit go for you that you had to do the next day? How? So I was I was a basket case in the you know because they drove me from. Um, uh, from where we were in Philly to I forget where I went. I want to say I Bethlehem. I think it was Bethlehem. I remember you saying. Yeah, yeah, which was a pretty long ride. It wasn't like it wasn't like a twenty minute half hour ride. I think it was. I think it was over an hour. I'm not really. Sure. I don't really recall. But it was a pretty. It was. It was a pretty healthy ride. That's a long time to be in a car when you're. <laughs> when, you're <worried laughs> when, when you're worried about your stomach. What's happen. Yeah. 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 And I made. I, I was okay. I mean, I just kind of. And I told the. You know how some of the drivers can be really chatty. Sometimes yeah. they want to like. Yeah. I was like, look. I was like, just look, man. I. I had a. <laughs> not feeling good. I'm just gonna lay back here and close my eyes. I'm not being antisocial. I just. I just. I just need to be just like kind of quiet and still back here. Um. So I made it. I went to the. I went to the hotel in Bethlehem, and then I basically just slept. I mean, I. Just, I think I got there probably at five, and I just went to bed and just stayed in bed. Um, and I was still pretty rough. I was still pretty dehydrated the next day, but I was in, I was able to get through it. It was, it was like the worst mm-hmm. of it was gone. It was more just trying to get some strength back. Yeah. Um, but then I had to get on a plane that night and fly home. So it was a, you know, it was not the kind of day you'd want to spend right after trying to, no. like, trying to recover. No, I felt really bad for you with that being your first tour experience too. That was, uh, yeah. well, a sad way to end it. The first two days were so great. Yeah. It's just a sad way to end it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And but, you know, it's it's one of those war stories, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> and, yes and uh and, you know, you get through it and I'll always have the always have the food poisoning story. But, yeah, we were pretty adaptable. I mean, you know, everything worked out, wound up working out OK. Yeah, and, because at least it was a multi-author tour. If it, if it had been just, yeah. you know, just me or just you on the solo yeah. tour, then. Yeah, it would have been, been, been awful because those kids would have had nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I think I would have felt really you know, really guilty. And I always, I always seemed, then I went out the next time I went out on tour the following year for the second book. I, of course, I wasn't sick like that, but I had like, you know, some kind of nasty cold or something right up until I got on a plane. I'm like, Oh no, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's all. I don't know. I'm always, I am constantly worried about like anytime I have to go on a tour anytime I have to fly someplace. I'm always like, I need to stay yeah. healthy. I just, I yeah. try to be as healthy as possible in the days leading up to a trip just to make sure yep. I, uh, I'm in the best yep. place for it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because that was like the second time that Tom Watson, superhero as that he is, had, had jumped in to save a tour that I was on. Because, oh, really? Uh, the, the, I knew Tom previously. We had toured together the previous year uh, with Class Axe, but I, he wasn't in the original group that I went out with. We had um, okay. halfway through. Um, we had one of the writers who had an emergency and had to drop out. And uh, with like, 12 hours notice, Tom suddenly he appeared um, uh, and, and, and took over and took over the hosting, you know, so it was, it yeah. was, uh, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's well, good he's for great, that. He's, he's good. Yeah. He's, he's like, you know, and, and he's a great host. He does, he does a great job at the hosting. And um, I ran into him again at the Miami book fair uh, a couple of years back. So we got to hang out, we got to have a drink and hang out a little bit. So it was nice to, it was nice to catch up with him. And I know he's doing well. I know Stick Cat. Stick Cat just came out. Yeah, my son. My yep. son's is still a huge fan of his. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he's, he's been very well. happy about Stick Cat. Yeah, that's great. Now, what's um, what's next for you? Can, can you anything you can talk about? Or uh, yeah, I'm working on the um, the first book of a, a new trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the working title, at least, is uh, Perilous Journey. Um, okay. It is. Uh, Sort of my homage to uh, Jules Verne in that type of uh, Victorian science fiction. Um, cool. I, kids, you know, I, when I describe the plot, a lot of kids say like, oh, so is this historical fiction? And I say, well, it's more like historical science fiction because although mm-hmm. it, it takes place in, uh, in America in 1883 yep. Yep. Uh, and it is about um, 
these two kids who are assistants to inventors and they stumble across a plot to take over the world's fair. And so they have to, uh, you know, figure out if it's true and if so, what to do about it. And they, they, they believe possibly that there might be some very famous inventors actually involved in this plot. So they have to, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's their quest, that's their mission there. And um, so it's, uh, it is historically based uh, but of course, there are things that happen in there that couldn't happen in real life. So there, that's where the fantasy, the science fiction element comes in. Um, and uh, so far, I'm having a ton of fun with it. And I'm doing way more research than I have done in the past for a book. Uh, because I, I still, I, like, I, I want the basis for this to be actual history. And so it's been, uh, it's been interesting because, um, uh, like, as much as I researched the Heroes God trilogy, I was researching fairy tales. You know, I was just researching, right, right, sure. you know, yep. other, other fiction. You know, it was not, not real things. Um, so, uh, I, I've just been learning all sorts of uh, cool stuff, uh, myself that I'm just very excited about. Um, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, everybody hopefully getting to read this in 2017. Is, is that, is that the, so, so uh, the, the hopefully, you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not actually spotted anywhere yet, but that's what I'm aiming for. Now, now, did you have? And I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the name of. Did you have a standalone project the, the, for a while that you were working which, on? Which, yeah, I, well, I, I do, but it's uh, it, it is temporarily on hold because I actually made the, we made the decision to to prioritize the uh, the trilogy, the trilogy, yeah, and, okay. and kind of yep. start working on that and push that out first. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that that was that was I think you that was the one about the boy who saved the world, and then the story picks up after he saves the world. Yes, is that right? yes, okay. Yes. Which is yep. which is it's still there, and it's still uh, you know it, it'll yep. happen eventually. <laughs> Yeah, just, cool. you know, it's just been a shifting of projects. Um, that's all right. So that's Nothing been, wrong with that. It's yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, well they both sound great. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to them. Cool. Yeah. yeah thank yeah, you. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and well, what are you working on now? After now that you're so done. I, yeah, I got. I, so I have a new series that I'm uh, in the middle. Of, uh, well, I'm, I'm writing the. It's, oh, it's the, gar, it's, it's right, the gargoyle thing, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did I tell you about that? No, or, I just or, saw it on your site. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's called Goyle. Um, at least that's the working title until they make try to make me change uh-huh. it. And um, and yeah, he's the last grotesque in modern day Boston. Mm-hmm. So his so his thing is he doesn't like being called a gargoyle because uh, he doesn't spit water out of his mouth. He's not like some glorified gutter. Yes. His, you know his his job he's a, is he's to a grotesque. Act, yeah, he's a grotesque. His job is to keep his the residents of his building safe from evil spirits and things like that. And uh, and he's having kind of a hard time at it since being the last one. Um, and what's kind of interesting, what's fun and challenging for me anyway, writing it is that I've somehow convinced them to let me write it from the per- first person perspective of the grotesque. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, you know, he's 130 years old or so. So compared to like the European gargoyles and grotesques, he's actually very young. So it's kind of sure. like writing yeah. from, from the perspective of like a 12 year old boy. Uh, so he's kind of like a kind of a smart, snarky 12 year old boy. But that's kind of what that's what Goyle is. So uh, it's been fun. I mean, it's 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 different than the Luck Uglies because it is a modern day setting. But mm-hmm. it's but it's still, um, uh, you know, it's still obviously kind fantasy. Of, yeah. yeah, obviously <laughs> fantasy, you know, kind of dark, a little bit spooky, uh, but funny, too. It's got some humor in it. So uh, I'm having fun writing it. Uh, it, it. It's just it's different. It's challenging in, in different ways than, than the Luck Uglies were. But uh, but yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I'm finding the same thing. You know, on a new project where the books are very different. Uh, it's I like the the challenge of it. I felt very I, I really got into a groove with the Heroes Guide trilogy. But then once that trilogy ended, I realized I can't stay in the same groove for new books. It's it's a different groove. I have to jump over. I have to hop into a new groove and and kind of right. you know find my way in there. And uh, so it's it's been a really interesting and, and fun, challenging but challenging in a fun way process. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever find yourself uh, considering revisiting the Heroes Guide series? Not necessarily because I know publishers get you know a big say in whether <laughs> yes. revisit it. But but even even in terms of like you know short stories or something for your website. Um, yeah. You yes. Like actually. Yeah. Um. I yes. I I I I tell kids all the time and they ask. I I, I am going to. I'm going to revisit it. I definitely want to do more. Yep. Uh, I can't say exactly when that's going to happen. Because uh, right. I have these other projects that I've got to get through first, but I definitely, yeah. I definitely want to. Um, and I actually do have a short story. Um, I have a Heroes Guide short story that will be in the next installment of uh, John Cheska's uh, Guys Read anthology that oh, will cool. be coming out uh, next year. Um, it's a Heroes Guide I... story, um, and because the uh, the theme for the next uh, Guys Read is heroes and villains, and so there you go. 
I did not know very, that. I'm very happy, happy about just, that. Yeah, that's great. That's terrific. Congrats. I, I just, uh, I just, I would, I didn't even know that, but I'm glad I asked. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. glad you asked too, because that gave me a chance to mention it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm very, very psyched about that. And in writing that story, it made me realize how much I really, really want to write more Heroes Guide stuff. I, yeah, I do want to have a yeah. fourth book or um, maybe a spinoff of some kind, focusing on some of the uh, smaller characters. Sure, fill in the world. Or yeah. Or something. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, it sounds like you keep busy, which is Yes, good. yes, yeah. very much so. Excellent stuff. Well, listen, Chris, you've been, I, I don't want to keep any longer. It's, it's, been, it's been a ton of fun catching up yeah, with you. Yeah, like same I said, here. Can't, I, can't, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for joining me on my little podcast. Hopefully we'll get some listeners. <laughs> thank you very much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's Chris Healy. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks, thanks a lot, Paul. It was great talking to you. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, Telling Lies to Children was brought to you by, well, nobody, just me and my guests. One of the nice things about being completely unknown in the vast world of podcasting is that you don't have to listen to me read 10 minutes worth of ads at the beginning and end of every episode. But I hope you'll check out my website, pauldurhambooks.com. There you can find out more about the Luck Ugly series, you can book a school visit, you can shop the newly opened Dead Fish Inn gift shop, or just reach out and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. You can also find links to all of my guests' websites and social media there. So until next time, I wish you happy reading, ugly luck, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. That woke you up. See you next time.